We are none other than the Triforce Podcast, of course. I'm your host, Matthew Buprell, the Matt Man. And next to me in the Perjanger box is our wonderful woman, Katarina Thermascara. All around us is the omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bucarell, big brother. That's right. I'm not breaking the fourth wall this time. <laughs> and we <laughs> start off this podcast the same way tonight. Ash and Pikachu finally hang up their hats. Doctor Who gets a new look. You can have a portable quantum computer in your pocket and so much more on the Triforce podcast. We start off with our first story, which is the first one I let off with. And after 25 years, Ash and Pikachu are leaving Pokemon and they're going with a new protagonist, I do believe. They've been the bedrock of this franchise, though. Were you much of a Pokemon watcher, Kat? Um, when my kids were little, more so then, and not on was, my own. It was a good show if you're a parent in that era, because I started like looking at some, watching some of the shows that I watched as a kid, like Batman the Animated Series and all those, Spider-Man and X, all the Justice League and X-Men and all that. And I was like, wow, even looking at this as what I call an adult, I'm still, I still, now I see those jokes that were just blatantly there. I may have giggled at as a child, but I never really got the joke. Yeah. And I'm just like, there are things that I revisit as an adult and I'm like, wow, I was dumb. Dumb. Oh, yeah. Maybe dumb isn't the word. We were just too innocent. Um, It wasn't a bad show to watch, but it was not anything that I was super invested in. Mm. Um, I do play Pokemon Go, though. (laughs) Oh, that's what I'm saying. Gaming-wise, it has always been a very addictive, like, drug. Because even back in the Nintendo days when you had the Game Boy, it was the same kind of thing. You have your Pokemon, boom, you can capture them, try to catch them all. Mm -hmm. You'll probably get a bunch of Weedles. And we got a Metapod, and all he does is get hard all day. But Pokemon, you know, I mean, it's yeah, it's time to get a new protagonist. I mean, most anime have that all the time. You look at Doctor Who. There's I always agree. a new protagonist. With all, you know. And antagonist. And sometimes. I think the that they person. waited maybe too long to do this. I'm glad that they're doing it. I don't think it's going to hurt pokemon to change it up a little bit but i do mm. kind of wish that they had done this already Ash yeah. is finally collecting social security so he can <laughs> really settle down now and there's that fan theory he was like no he's been the same age because of the pokemon the first pokemon he met is like this legendary wish and all that and i'm like all right whatever i mean it's a, it's um, an anime okay and the creator of pokemon was autistic so he can do whatever he wants. I don't give a fuck. It's his his universe. Sure. I'm not a kick, about to kick the man out of his house or tell him how to hang a, whole, a picture on the wall, you know? So good for Ash and Pikachu and the Pokemon franchise. You keep adding yeah. new characters in Pokemon, so now you can do some with your main characters. I'm very interested if they haven't announced already to see what their new leads are going to look like um, and um, if they're going to change the animation style or any of that. It doesn't look like a change in the animation style, really. They have, like, a picture of, uh, 
he became the Pokemon champion of the world and uh, in the Universal Tournament, and that's how he kind of reached the pinnacle of his achievement. So it makes sense. He's going out on top. Um, they have a picture of, like, a girl with black hair in the Nerdist article I see, and some, I don't know, some Latino-looking guy with pink hair. I don't know. I actually recognize, recognize the Pokemon from Pokemon Go, but... Um, you know, I haven't been in the Pokemon game, as it were, for a long time. But they want to refresh it. Ash and Pikachu are really kind of... You're talking about kicking a dead horse, man. Holy crap. 25 years is a long time. And, yeah, when I play Pokemon Go, I don't do, like, the tournaments or anything. I don't mm. care. I just want to walk around and collect Pokemon. So I don't know any of them. <laughs> just, oh, that one. <laughs> and I name That's you the guy right there. I'm gonna name you Gary. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a Kevin. <laughs> I'll tell you somebody who looks like a Henry. And that's this next story. Which of course was That was a good segue. I know, Connor. Yep. Thank you. But Henry Cavill, while this is kind of a a multi uh a multi-level story here, of course, because DC is losing its Superman. Uh, Henry Cavill's not coming back. I mean, Wonder Woman's not coming back. Ezra Miller's not coming back. James Gunn and uh, Peter Safran are pretty much fucking Grim Reaper knocking at the door, marking everybody off. Unless you're Blue Beetle, uh, you know. Well, Aquaman's getting his movie because they already shot it. Flash is coming out. You know, Shazam. All of them are coming out, but... So far, we know Jason Momoa is Lobo. He's going to the next level. and Absolutely. That's definitely an upgrade for him. The biggest thing that I, th- I the whole reason why I'm mentioning is because you're here, and I know you agree with me, <laughs> in just because we don't like our favorite characters and how they got robbed and, you know, wronged in their whole process of trying to portray these characters that actually were really accurately casted. Henry Cavill, Gail Godot, and Ben Affleck. Perfect, perfect, right. perfect. Before Ezra Miller went all, <laughs> perfect. The guy who played Sab- uh, Cyborg, Ray Fisher, perfect. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, Mira before she shit the bed. But I'm going to disagree of, with you there, but go on. <laughs> there's a lot of perfect, <laughs> uh, passable at least. But there's a lot of perfect casting in there, and we didn't get our just due. They never got the full story. So, yeah, you feel cheated. But... You have to believe that the guy who made The Suicide Squad, the good one, and Peacemaker, he's a fan. He made Guardians and all this stuff that we love and we tout. He knows what he's doing. And that was something that we talked about before, that we wanted somebody that's an actual fan of. And and that was the thing. that These movies are being made by people who weren't fans or weren't the kinds of fans that cared enough about the entire universe and, and, and... they didn't put in the work. Mm-hmm. They should have. Um, I thought it was very telling that when somebody mentioned about him getting rid of Gal Gadot, he was like, who said that I got rid of Gal Gadot? Not saying so much that she's not, not that she's staying, but also that he's not the one that kicked her out or yes. that he's, he didn't kick her out or what have you. No, I didn't say that. Yeah. But- yeah. So, but I, I would be very surprised if they kept her, if they're rebooting everyone else mm-hmm. it seems like just just let them all go and they're it's leaning sucks. into battinson they're going with a younger superman it seems like they're going to be leaning into this matt reeves universe for a reboot which makes sense and i'm i'm here for it i but i just 
you know my concerns and i'm not going to rehash them but i, I yeah. just hope that with this hard reboot that they're doing that uh, they take the notes you know yeah. and um take their time to build a better universe Mm. Hold on, Chris is taking a pee. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm in the kitchen cooking. Oh, okay. Well, thank God we're looking at your cabinets. That's really nice. Yeah, I'm glad we could make it on your list of things, even if it's number two or three. <laughs> it's mighty what are you, buddy? Mighty what are you? Well, it's not a number one or two, so. <laughs> so. Today on Cooking with Bristow. <laughs> You're missing the humpback, though. Um, so we have, uh, we're talking about DC. And, you know, we pretty much summed up last week how it's not a bad idea to go with a fresh fa- a set of faces for this whole DC universe, especially if you're looking at a 10-year plan like Marvel did. At least in the like Marvel, most, at least in the most vague sense of we have a plan for ten years, and guess what? We're not gonna use Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton. They're old. They're not gonna make it. Now we may get a Ben Affleck Bat- uh, Batman Beyond movie. That could be cool. And we still get could Michael be. Keaton in the Flash, so we're still getting something. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and. As far as DC, I mean, I still think it's in capable hands as opposed to the leadership that we've had. So there's been a big outcry against James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn. Double Shot Tuesday. MMR and Double Shot Tuesdays are fine. More work first blocks, though. But (laughs) (laughs) James Gunn has, and Peter Saffron, they've been getting a lot of shit from people on the internet. Because that's all they ever do on the internet, and they need to suck it up and stop being big fucking babies. James Gunn needs to get off Twitter. Like, dude. Twitter's a complete cesspool. (sighs) Dude, you can literally at James Gunn with a question or a random statement, probably 50-50 if he's going to answer you, and he probably will. You know what I mean? He's very much, you know, he's very responsive. If there was a rating on him, it'd be very responsive. I always think that the best answer is no answer at all. Yes, post and ghost. 42. Don't, yeah, don't put in anything. Any Plausible yeah, deniability. 42. Just 42 every day, just 42. Anyone asks <laughs> you anything? 42. Oh, every chance I can. Bye, Chris. <laughs> um, but our main story here is now that Henry Cavill is freed up from Superman and Netflix's Witcher series... Uh, he's plugging right back into a different world of entertainment, and he's attaching himself to an adaptation of the popular tabletop game, Warhammer 40,000. So Cavill will star in and executive produce the franchise for Amazon Prime Video, which acquired the global rights uh, to the IP from Game Games Workshop. Uh, the agreement includes the Warhammer 40,000 rights across film, TV, and more, making it the first major acquisition of its kind for Amazon Studios. And the Warhammer free franchise, even for PC gaming, has been out there for a while. Uh, Vermitide was one that I logged into, which was really fun. Um, my buddy Ethan uh, got me into that when we were working at Accurate together. He's over at Tesla now. 
Um, but yeah, man. I mean, Warhammer. It was when you walked into what is now demolo- uh, demolished, demolished. If I could talk, right? Demolished <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> well, this will be our Christmas episode, so demolalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
disco music scene, if you can already picture that in your head. He first appeared in Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, number 24, in 1978. His real name is Anthony uh, Delazone, the leader of a band called the Mercy Killers. Gotta be metal. They're heavy metal. They're a heavy metal metal disco band. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god what would that be like the bgs mixed with slayer actually no there is there is a group that plays a heavy metal version of the bgs wow oh that would be so i don't remember great. yeah they do they i don't remember their name but uh, oh that's that's great that's that's amazing a, yeah. a metal version oh, of the bgs yeah they do that's yeah it's awesome. great um, he used hypnosis technology and his instruments on the, his audience in order to rob them. So right. this is going to be another Morbius. This is I'm just aiming for the fences, but I think I'm calling a spade a spade. Nah, it'll be different. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> I don't think John Cena is even going to want to be anywhere near <laughs> it, let alone walk into a theater on it. Yeah, no, no. It's just sad, man. I just I, this is what you're pulling from, Sony. Is this all Marvel will let you get? Like, what is going on here? Like, Morbius. <sighs> like, do we need like a a? Do we need a uh? What's it called? Uh, we need a. What's the word? Sounds like it starts with <laughs> when you go against the captain in uh, uh on a ship. Uh, mutiny. 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 There we go. Do we need him? Oh, <laughs> sir. Do we need a mutiny at Sony exec like we've done in the past here over we're getting Bob Chappick back in there, getting Peter and James Gunn in there? Like, do we need something going over there to Sony for us to get a good movie? I mean, yeah, Spider-Verse, but that's animated. That Animated is very easy to dunk. You just have to listen to the fans, and it's very easy to adapt it. And blocks all weekend when we hear a block of ACDC call in and there's tickets or something. <laughs> <laughs> that may not actually be a uh, thing. It's not may not be a promotion right now. I yeah, know. but who knows when you're listening to the podcast? It may. Call in. Yeah. Two one five two six three WMR. You might want to bleep that part out. They might not want call. Uh, <laughs> like they don't. Don't you be bigger. <laughs> so <laughs> we've steered off the rails, but on to. This next story, which is actually a little bit better because Iron Man is being in- inducted into the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress. Cool. That so, was sus. So, what? Good job for Iron Man because that movie was fantastic. Even going back and on the rewatches, when you hear Shoot to Thrill by ACDC... If you don't get goosebumps, you're dead. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's just an amazing scene. I can still see that in my in my head when he just spins and just starts lighting motherfuckers up. It's a great movie. Why wouldn't you put it in there? Yeah, that's when It's he, right in there with The Dark Knight and um uh Superman. Yeah, that's when he had to get in the suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was not happy. But, you know, um, but yeah, the entire film com- uh, the entire film community for collaborating with the Library of Congress. It was somebody thanking them. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it enthralled audiences with superhero. But it 
really built on what we have here today. It was the first big step. John Favreau, real I mean, who knew? The guy you just saw in movies here or there. And then after seeing Iron Man, you're like, no, watch this guy. And it just cascaded there. Now, Mandalorian, man. Give me more, John. Where you at, bud? I think this Florida. calls for this calls for your 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 theme. Dude. <laughs> you need to get us cut off of YouTube again. Um but I'm very yeah, excited about cool. this. What superhero movie? Because like Dark Knight, another great film. You can look at it from a classic film studies perspective and actually pick out and analyze like yeah. you know superman dark knight is the perfect one for the classic hero structure Ooh, the story circle and i mean what film would you want to see in there because i don't i, I don't think that like some people's crutch is like infinity war end game no what film in that superhero spectrum would you say would be a contender when the time came to put it in the con- Library of Congress. Because we got, like, clerks in there. Doesn't have to be great. <laughs> it could just be, all, just be a good movie. For, I love clerks. For, for so, I'm going to throw this one to Kat, because I know I she's going to say the first Wonder Woman should be in there, because as a whole, the Superhero story... film? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, the... I'd agree with that. Wonder the Woman? first Wonder Woman should be in there because it was. I a... actually, um, and this is where like my nitpicky stuff gets into. I love that first Wonder Woman. I will forever love that um, Wonder Woman. I it's very rewatchable. But the parts in me that Nick picked from the beginning are what would stop me from wanting that to be the defining thing that people see about Wonder Woman. You know, mm. um, so I'm hesitant to to put that in there. Uh, for me. I'm I'm still thinking because, you know, like I'm just my brain is just like rapidly going through. I would want to pick something that maybe overall isn't a fantastic film, but kind of either changed the genre genre or moved the genre forward or opened it up um, in a way that it hadn't been before. You know, got people to see those types of films differently than they viewed them before. Um, and I'm so many things are like flipping through my mind but if i were to pick something from the dc universe i sincerely think that it would be something animated Mm -hmm. as opposed to any of their live action adaptations like um oh gosh i can't remember the um the tan and constantine yeah Um, why can't i remember what it's called justice league dark yes justice league dark was great because it was constantine's journey and I feel like that would be something that I would want to put into a time capsule so that people could, the way DC in their animated films kind of changed the game and kind of up the bar for everyone, not only, not only with their films, but also with their series. I mean, look what Batman did. Yeah. As much as I love the X-Men, I don't think that it had the like ripple effect that um, the Batman, the ad, the animated series have. Mm-hmm. They created a character that was supposed to be a one-off and now is one of the most popular, iconic um, comic book characters of all time, and that's Harley Quinn. Yeah. 
like straight across the board. Even people that aren't fans of DC in general, they know who Harley is. Mm. They love to see her stuff. And I know a lot of that is sexualized, but can you sincerely, and I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot, but can you think of any other series, films, animated or what have you in the comic book um, genre that that did the same thing, that took a character created out of thin air and blew it up in the same way? Like, I don't know, the first, the first, uh, Bat, Michael Keaton's Batman, when that first came out, that was, I would agree gr- with that. I think that would that be a great like, way to put in there. That was a great first, movie. That was a, except, um, you know. I mean, but if I was yeah. going to choose a, a modern Batman, I would say the Batman with the Bat- Matt Reeves Batman, because that was a film. That was with Robert Pattinson. Yes. That was something that you could study. Like you picked up things from just looking at the anguish or the pain or the rage on his face when he was Bruce, when he was Batman, how he wasn't the perfect dark Knight, Like you even saw Uh, in the animated series, this was Batman year one. And there was comics, uh, like even recent ones like year zero that they pulled from, like from their main antagonist of the Riddler. There's so much great shit they put in there. I would say as great as I love Michael Keaton's Batman, if we were going to add another Batman, if this had one more, I'd go for the Matt Reeves when it's time. I'm not saying you can't disagree with you. I think that the Robert Pattinson's Batman was, you know how much I love that film as well. I think part of our appreciation of that film is because we've had all of these other things before that. And maybe people without that context, seeing it sometime in the future where they don't have access to everything, mm-hmm. might not appreciate it in the same way as the people who've lived through everything else that we've had to, to live through. I don't yeah, mean that as internet. necessarily a bad thing because there's been some really great things too. sometimes the context around something is important like rogue one you know that i think that that's the best live action oh my god star wars film that that they have ever put out but at the same time would rogue one mean anything to you if you hadn't watched the original trilogy or Uh, or even like um clone wars or anything that kind of leads up to or is around the periphery of that if you didn't have any of that context would rogue one be as impactful as it is, because we did get to see Star Wars, and I'm calling it Star Wars. I'm not calling it episode yeah, nothing. Star no, Wars. Star Wars, the original name. Empire Strikes Back and um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Would Rogue One have the same impact if it wasn't for those three? And kind of all of the jokes about the Death Star and all of that over the years getting mm-hmm. so beautifully corrected in that film. Yeah. Oh, um, that's kind of how I feel about Robert Pattinson's Batman. It, it is a masterpiece. I 100% agree with you. But I don't know if people would just would understand that if they didn't see everything else. That's true to where the Michael Keaton Batman is more of a, if, even if you don't know, here it is. <clears throat> um, to where that's true. There, You are in this day and age leaning on the fact that you know who Batman is. When we're looking at this DC reboot, we don't want to see Martha Wayne and Thomas Wayne get killed again. We want Please to see. No. I sincerely different. don't need to see anyone's origin story at this point. We're good. <laughs> Have it as dialogue. Like, we had Where'd seven you come origin from? stories in the 90s. So I think we're good. Where'd you come from? Evil doctor injected me with nanite radiated particles. Cool story, bro. 
<laughs> so I know I know we were talking superheroes, but here's a here's a movie that is in no matter you didn't what pick timeline. One. Oh, we can't hear you. I can. I can hear you. He's just very. I can hear him. Get closer. To can me. you hear me now? There you go. I can still hear you. Oh, I can hear. You. That's Except translate for me, guys. I can hear you now, but not the now. closed so. captions on. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only hear okay. you when you speak. So the. <laughs> well, I can hear Matt and and. That's weird. Steve, but I can't hear. I can't hear Chris. She has me muted. No. Um, <laughs> she purposely muted you. I don't need to hear I you. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know how to do that. All right. So I'm going to expand this to Star Trek. And the one movie that is rewatchable, doesn't matter what era it is, is First Contact. First oh, Contact? Oh, yeah. I, they're, I no disagree. They're all <laughs> Star Trek First Contract. Uh, first contract. Oh, first, first contact. Yeah, first contact. That is yeah, the first contract was like what, ten percent <laughs> off the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, That's first contact. contact. That's where you first got contact. a piece of the first contact was a really perfect. Yeah. You know, like yogurt said, merchandising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he did say merchandising. Well, first contact was also great because you had a new enterprise. It wasn't. The galaxy class. This was oh, this is a new sleeker class. Like, what's this? This looks like sharp. And it was just a movie. And it was like nothing. Now they added it into Star War uh, Star Trek Online. It'd be weird if they added it on Star Wars Online. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? But <laughs> the Enterprise? You gonna get sued? <laughs> um but no, if you have um if you had one, yeah, I, I would say the Enterprise in that movie was perfect, but also you got a very good sense of the whole universe. I think so, too. I think that would be a good... that people You don't have to watch the original series or any of the stuff that came before First Contact to appreciate First Contact for what it is as it is. Yep. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I also think Galaxy Quest would be a great one to put in there because it gives oh, kind of that... Yeah! It gives you kind of that history of Star Trek, but then also yeah. brings in the really smart, like, <sighs> wicked film. So we watched that not too long ago again, and it was it was just still so great. It's such a good movie, man. Mm-hmm. I love Galaxy Quest. That's just especially when you know Tim Allen got arrested for trying to smuggle to like three ounces of cocaine through an airport. That's your fun fact. How does day. how does that make it better? He's a badass. Anyway, a lot like oh, this next badass in okay. this next story. Sure. No that cocaine involved. It was a halfway decent segue because no it's cocaine is involved segue. yet. But the Doctor Who, Nakuti Gatwa, has a new look. And his companion. If you scroll down, you'll see the companion's look as well. Um, this is going to be our doctor after the 60th anniversary special of David Tennant next year in a couple weeks because this is our Christmas episode. You know, if you go can't. grab something to eat. Well, New Year's episode, actually. Um, it's one of those episodes. I don't know. We got a lot of content coming out. Go back to what you know, I guess. <clears throat> Simple, you know, orange shirt, very bold. Uh, kind of looks like Halloween colors, but it looks fine. 
I mean, I don't mind the doctor's new look. Um, the stories are up in the PJ Google if you want to take a look at the doctor's look, cat. Because it returns November 2023 with three special episodes that coincide with the 60th anniversary with David Tennant as the 14th doctor. Um, so he will be our 15th doctor. And he'll take control of the TARDIS with the first episode airing after the spe- uh, festive period in 2023. The festive period? Yeah. They celebrate to be Festivus over there? Fused with Festivus, period. No, it's, it says it right there. They're going to celebrate Festivus. The, the Festivus okay, period. So, yeah. you know, don't, we don't religion shame or whatever the hell that thing is. We sure don't. If we don't kink shame, we can't cult shame sure. either. That's just very weirdly worded. It, with his first episode airing over the festive period, but of 2023. So, fest, I guess, like, it's. They can't say Christmas anymore. Well, I figure like Thanksgiving. Someone copyright it. I figure like Thanksgiving or like Christmas of them because we're getting the 60th. I think I thought like early on and uh, earlier than that in 2023. Well, it feels like it's been forever. Oh, it'll return in November 2023 with David Tennant. And then November. after after that, you'll get him. I don't know. Who knows how fucking long David Tennant is. Right. Only going to be an episode or something. But we got a new doctor. And uh, Yay. still interested to see how the the Disney upload will be, you know, because HBO Max sucks at keeping that <laughs> up to date. I still haven't seen the Regeneration episode because it's not up there. They're probably not going to add it because they lost the, uh, the rights and it's just wait they may they may not be able to we don't know that'd be right Could be something disney's yeah seen them to to not put out um i'm very happy that we're moving forward mm. um i kind of feel the same way about um her tenure as the doctor as i do about dc um she's a phenomenal phenomenal actress and had such potential to be be a breakthrough doctor and not just because she was the first female one Mm -hmm. just because of the caliber of woman that she is in general and that they could have really grown the franchise with this yeah and just like with dc they did not take the time to create that arc and create that character um and make her uniquely her I think that's an ultimate problem we have now because we see people on Marvel's camp complaining like, oh, phase four did nothing. It did a whole bunch of character building. Introduced you to new characters, all that. And nobody cares about story anymore. And and the thing that I I think that people forget in this, this need for like immediate gratification is that's what they did with phase one. It was all origin stories and like building towards this crescendo and the payoff was something that we all were going to talk about for a long time. Like I'll even, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I'm scrolling through YouTube or TikTok or, or even like mm-hmm. any kind of like Facebook, whatever. And I see a clip of the audience reaction to Endgame. Yes. I always stop and watch it because I want to 
have that feeling again that I had in the theater, the chills, the excitement, oh the emotion, God. like the emotional, like we all were emotional. And that's because On your they left. took the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the, when the portal opens and then um, T'Challa walks, walks in oh, yeah. and then Sam flies in and we were all losing our shit. Absolutely. Oh, oh my God. Like, it's so good. Would it have been that impactful if they hadn't set us up with phase one and phase two? Like, mm -hmm. let them play the long game because usually the payoff is worth it. Well, look at Far From Home and how that paid off. Mm -hmm. All the years of Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and they're coming back for Across the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, uh, they had uh, sent out another trailer with Tom Holland, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield all in the Spider-Verse with Miles Morales. And then you see all of the Spider-Men just gathering around him in this little trailer. And it's, we're getting a lot of Spider-Men. And that's where we're going. That's a successfully built franchise right there. You right. Moved it along when you needed to. Maybe it wasn't the best. Like DC, we're going to try to do our best. We have a good way to go through this crowd. We're going to worm our way. We're going to try to make it. It may not even turn out how we intend right now, but they're open. They didn't even say, like, Henry Cavill can't come back as Superman. They're saying, we're going with a younger one right now. That may be where they go all over. Giggity. But we don't know. So <laughs> it's a lot like with Doctor Who or any of these franchises right now, they're in pivotal phases to where the immediacy of the Internet can turn and sway a lot of people's opinions over what you're going to watch or how open you are to watching something that you're not really going to take the actual time to say, well, let me check this out. My overall rule is I'll give you two episodes. If you can't hook me in two episodes, I tried. Hence the name of the show. <laughs> and a lot like our next story. We want you to try to type out on your scroll bar a pluscaterers.com and that's where you're going to find our ad segment right here we have the best in delicious delicatessens here a plus caterers are here serving the tri-state area and they're going to make the most delicious grazing tables for your unique and vibrant event they're COVID friendly and the guests will love all their carefully curated bites and you'll love how many pats on the back you're going to get from going to APLUSCaterers.com. Started off the latter half of this uh, podcast with some uh, gaming movie news. Domino's Stranding, I'm sorry, Death Stranding, is getting a movie in the works from Kojima Productions and Barbarian's Hammerstone Studios will be behind it. Uh, the film will reportedly introduce new elements and characters. New elements and characters within the Death Stranding universe because one delivery guy is not enough for a franchise. Reported by Deadline, the film will be fully financed by Hammerstone Studios and Kojima and Lebovici. Uh, it will serve as producers on the project. Kojima Productions, U.S. and Alan Ungar will take on the role of executive producers. So, essentially, this movie, world went to shit. You got delivery guys who 
pretty much parse out mail and everything else you need. Big Brother, you played a little bit more of Death Stranding than I did. Do you think this thing can have any legs? You're going to have to cut out like 99 hours of talking. Well, you have Norman Reedus. I guarantee you, you have Norman Reedus behind you in this movie. It may have been the reason why he took on the role. Like, he's a good actor, and I don't, he's not the reason I'm going to put my butt in the seat. No. Like, I wasn't even a real big fan of the show. We don't have to show the ad, though. What? No, that's the. That's the trailer. Oh, that's the trip. That's not an ad for a oh, credit wow. card company. That's the trailer. That's Oh, I that's know, for Barbarian. Just... That's the the movie they made before uh this. What? Yeah, that's for uh, official for Barbarian, the a thriller horror series. But that's the studio's prior film. So that wasn't an ad. But okay. that's stranding. Who knows, man. It may be good, maybe bad, but it the first game really didn't hook me. I don't no. give you. I don't give you. My, I'm not giving you two episodes worth with that. Um, they bring the fun next time. <laughs> Just like <laughs> this next series, because boy, you may want to tune into a God of War series in development at Amazon. Gaming wise, especially TV shows, you have Amazon, you have Netflix. They're going all over, and, I mean, Amazon is just as good as a service as, I would even say, um, as Netflix as far as an aptitude for that production value and giving the writers and producers and creators of the show adequate wiggle room to make the product they want rather than being stifled by that. But I'd like to think that Amazon's a good choice for this show. Old man, what do you think of God of War series being developed at Amazon? Uh, they got to have the correct person to be Kratos. Who are you casting? Having the correct person to be Kratos is key. And it's not going to be Connor in the background. I don't know. He could play. He could play. Uh, Maybe when he's older. If he plays his well, by the right. time production ramps up, he could at least play. Uh, what is his name? Atreides. Atreus. Atreus. There Probably. Yeah. Probably. By the time production ramps up, you're looking at you know. I mean, who Boy. knows? They may, uh, well, I don't know. He may actually may be a little bit young for that. But we do what we please, boy. How do you feel about them skipping the Greek mythology and going right to the Norse? I mean, they can have their own, like, you know, like kind of like what Halo did with their, their silver timeline. Mm-hmm. The character is a badass as a whole. You don't need to worry about, um, you don't need to worry about yeah. Kratos. Like, that story, as, as long as the content is there and the message of him being a badass, but with that levity is there, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you start. Dude, he just needs to kill all the gods. I mean, go back. Babylonian, Sumerian. Keep trucking back, man. Kill all the gods. Give me all those games. <laughs> You're, you know, God of War. I, I just I just started the, the God of War Ragnarok. And okay. And uh, the spoiler alert, the, if you haven't played it or seen it on YouTube at, at, at this point. You've had um, a chance. Yeah, you, you the, have a chance. The introduction of thor and odin 
is pretty badass. Okay. And then the you know, Kratos is just like, you know, do you agree? I'm like, no. Well, it's a fat and then, Thor too. And then and then he goes and they have this glorious epic battle between both Kratos and Thor, and it's it's just amazing, of course, you know, because it's the game. Kratos wins. Yeah. But well, I mean, so, yeah, you know, it'd be Thor. a shitty game if you lost. Yeah, unless you didn't do well, then you lost. But the intro, the intro to like, you know, how they introduced Balder in the last one, mm-hmm. that was pretty awesome. Um, his storyline with with uh, Freya uh, as the mother and Odin as the father, and it's just, it is just badass. It's definitely a game. It's on my radar, on my list that I'm going to be checking off, you know, making sure that I do go through both of those. I highly recommend it if you love Greek and Norse mythology. I do, and I love the God of War franchise as a game. And if you don't, if you, if you haven't, if you can't play it, watch it on YouTube. It's like, it's still worth the 24 hour watch on the first run through with no commentary. You can skip a lot of the action scenes and just get to the FMVs. But, um, yeah, I would highly recommend just watching the story is, is a blessing. Absolutely. There's, and there's a lot of places that you can go to do that, you know? It's yes, just sir. one of those things that having this series, this IP, be taken care of seriously as just like everything that we've been talking about this podcast, it's really important, just like The Last of Us. Very, very hopeful, but cautiously optimistic. It could still be crap, or they could not land, you know, the last couple episodes. You know, we've seen a whole bunch of different kind of fails. I saw a side-by-side panel of Last of Us with the the Last of Us Part 1 trailer matched up against the HBO trailer. You come in, Connor. Yeah. You good? Yep. Yeah? Pokemon Guards from Jojo. All right, you want to say one punch? Yep. Go ahead and say one punch. One punch! One punch! <laughs> uh, so this is your one punch break sponsored by connor <laughs> this is your one punch break. Yeah, you can talk sponsored We're by connor hey war. buddy okay. oh kids you can tell he just got home um a lot like the kids in this sex story yeah because hogwarts legacy it's looking expansive they've dropped a whole bunch of trailers. The world looks great. I haven't even been a huge Harry Potter fan. I was dragged to like the first or second movie. Um, There's that itch that I want to watch, you know, and get it in there because this game looks fantastic. Um, And it, I probably won't play it though. It lets you murder and torture other wizards. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't need to play it. Like that because I can play God of War and just be sated. Well, yeah, no, but we get our best look here at the next. There we go. The next um, big game to come out RPG wise. This game's been in development for a long time. Last Gen's been pushed back. And after this trailer, I kind of see because, like, There's a lot of stuff that they're doing with the PlayStation 5 controller and just the output of the whole game. Like, you had to wait for this recent generation to fully get 
the Harry Potter universe. Because even here, you see him just like there was. I saw this one uh, on uh, social media. He's just literally hops on a Griffin, flies <laughs> all around, and it's all seamless. It all just pops up. None of that boop, tree and people popping up randomly. It's all running seamless and looking beautiful. So I gotta say, I'm actually really interested in this game. Well, you can play it and let me know. Oh, I'm definitely gonna play it. I mean, great. I can murder and torture people. How bad could the game be? I mean, you're talking more Castlevania than Harry Potter. That's what you, but that goes to your roots. <laughs> hey, spades a spade. Um, but honestly, it's the RPG choice. If you're not excluding excluding that, then that's actually a good thing because now that's telling me you have choice involved in the playability of the game. How do you want to play this game? What kind of a wizard do you want to be? And that's the main thing that I'm taking away from this even hilarious option to be able to torture and murder people. You know, I mean, you could be that, you know, Columbine student if you want. But, you know, most people, I would imagine, going to be nice. But you can get into dark magic and all that. So, interesting. I think it's going to be, if you're not... If you're not, even if you're not keen into the Harry Potter universe, if you're just into magic in general, and when it comes to gaming wise, I think a lot of people will pick it up. All right, because it has the looks, a lot like the looks of this next story. Yay! Because you can buy a portable quantum computer for under nine thousand dollars. Only nine thousand? Tell me more. Well, under nine thousand. Uh, most PC gamers are lucky enough to upgrade these days. Um, thinking outside the scope of uh, NVIDIA 4090 or AMD's RX 7900 range. But maybe you're thinking too small. The future of computing is slowly turning quantum, working with two state uh, qubits as opposed to normal bits opens up a whole world of computing power. That should probably be as feared as it is respected. Seriously, like, how many people... Do you want everybody having a quantum computer in your backpack? I don't know about that. I mean... It looks like a nuclear device. <laughs> or a copy. It I mean, looks you put like the, a portable copy machine. You put the recyclables up top, and that's where you cram in the bananas. You see, you put the... For rhydonium there. <laughs> You've been playing too much No Man's Sky. Yeah. Um, But where is it here? So you should probably be feared as uh, with the potential for a Y2K style shakeup. Quantum computing is coming and it's unlikely any of us will be ready for it when it comes. Um, What am I going to do with a quantum computer? I don't know. The Gemini Mini. Gemini and Triangulum are all members of this family of portable quantum computers developed by China. Oh, there you go. China's tech hub, Shenzhen, by SpinQ Technology. You can find them available for purchase on Switch Science Co. store starting at uh, 1,188,000 yen or about uh, 8,700 bucks. For the 60-watt Gemini Mini. 
So you could have a 60 watt quantum computer in your back pocket. I mean, I, the only way I can see that being useful is as if you're like you're fucking mining crypto. But outside of that, yeah, I don't know why. Oh, I'm and and to that. actually go live again on with our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Thanks, Google. <laughs> yeah, but Dick. I thought this was an interesting way of. Uh, you know, showing the future because obviously quantum is that new thing that everybody's going to be talking about. And with quantum computing, you have that increased capacity for processing power, which is going to lead to the next leap and the next leap. So it's not like I think quantum computing is going to be like, you know, uh, it's it's not going to be VHS. It might be, you know, Laserdisc, but Betamax. Or Betamax. You know, you, you gotta wait and see. HD DVD. A lot like people have been waiting to see <clears throat> this end segment because last week, Katarina had the idea for an end segment, which is the last story in the Triforce folder because <coughs> I wanted to have <coughs> the cast up of Godfather 2. And with The Godfather 2, Katarina said we should fan cast the Justice League with Godfather 2 casting. So we have Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, uh, Diana Keaton, Robert Duvall, uh, Talia Shire. So Al Pacino. Oh, keep going down. Al Pacino. Two-Face? Yeah. Two-Face is a good one. Duvall would be Dr. Fate. Okay. I could see Duvall as Dr. Fate. Um, (laughs) Diane Keaton. I could kind of see her as... I think she'd be like a Lois. I was even thinking like uh, Black Canary. Hmm. Um, what about Bob? Bobby, Bob De Niro, Joker. Damn, you're going all villains here. Oh, I because when I think of them, <clears throat> I think of when they're going like crazy, like angry. Well, hinged. even even those four, we could even do a villain and hero casting because I could see. I could see Al Pacino as Two Face. Um, I could see Bob. I mean, the Joker would be nice, but Corleone. Uh, I think Robert De Niro would be a good Riddler. Corleone? Oh no, not Corleone. Uh, the, the fucking mobster who. Um, God, I'm brain farting on his name. Marlon Brando? Aren't they all no, 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 no. I was thinking Godfather. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what we're talking. <laughs> no, there's a DC character I was thinking of. A mobster who's eluding me right now that was played by... Dom um, Carmine. That's who it was. That's... Or the Falcone family. <clears throat> there was a bunch of them. Maroney's, Don Salvatore. I just... I don't know. I see him as that 
that kind of crime family. I can boss. definitely see that. No argument here. I totally see that. I just was wasn't a, even thinking about that. Well, there was a universe of that Carmine Falcone hired Joe uh, Cool to off Thomas and Martha, and that was a storyline. So where that's where I'm kind of like Carmine Falcone. He was also like a badass, you know, uh, mobster in there. There was also as you look at the animated series. There's been a whole bunch of different family mob families, but mob boss. That's what I'd I would see him as. Even in the GC universe, I could see him being that mob boss. Like I'm gonna get you bats, just like Al Pacino, playing into their their character types. But for Duvall, I was thinking something different. Think it's something CG. I was thinking Clayface. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fredo, I was thinking Ventriloquist. Yeah, I guess. Ventriloquist and Scarface. I don't feel like, I guess. <laughs> um, what what uh, what villain do you see Fredo as there, old man? Uh, let's see. Ooh, I was even thinking Scarec- that, Scarecrow. Yep, one of those like Scarecrow, Riddler, somebody who's lanky. They could play off. Yep. He'd be a good Scarecrow. Um, yeah, Scarecrow for him. Uh, um, let's see here. Who else would you just throw some uh, ideas out there? Who else you would think? I don't know any of these other people, so I don't know. They could be anybody. The horse. Who would the horse be? Pegasus. Swamp thing. (laughs) Oh, what's that zombie one? Yeah, here. There's a horse. Right here. See? I know the one that gets his head cut off. What is the the zombie dude? You got to be a little bit more specific. Why is my... I know. My brain... I want to say Simon, but I know that's not it. Skynet? I don't think it's Skynet. Okay. <laughs> it's probably not Skynet. Oh, definitely not Skynet. Go, Let's please hope. continue to discuss while I rack my brain for who I'm thinking of right now. We don't really know any of these other people. I really don't. I mean, like Talia, uh, the other one. You're like uh, Talia Shire. You played well, Connie Corleone. Um, I could see what's her as Lois her name, or... Vanessa, the daughter of Hug and Kiss. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> My You're breaking cat. Stop it. That was from the Simpsons. The, um... <laughs> Vanessa hug and kiss. Ah, you're making me. You're making it worse. It's Helena. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that would work. Struggling so hard. To get I would have pegged. I would have pegged Talia as poison ivy, but she's that's... one of the birds of prey. Huntress. Huntress. Yeah. Okay. There it is. I was even thinking. Talia, I'll go. Talia playing um, Talia? Two on the nose, maybe. I was thinking more, you know, um, Poison Ivy for her. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Grundy? Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy, yeah. Born on yep. a Monday. Solomon Grundy. I see, I was close with Simon. Simon. Almost there. What's your name, Simon? <laughs> Missed it by this much. <laughs> Simon's close enough. I'm going to call you Simon. His name's Simon. It's it's not Simon. 
I don't have Ooh, the heart. Uh, I don't have the heart to correct her. I've just been answering to Simon. I've corrected her several hundred <laughs> times. It doesn't seem to stick. <laughs> okay, Simon. <laughs> I got this buddy Simon down at the park. You done? For the moment. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't hurt yourself. I know he's not in this one, but where would James Kahn be? Mm, you know what? I see James Kahn as the Green Lantern. You think so? Or the Flash. Because I was thinking, like, because of his personality is so big, he would be a good CGI Bane. I also feel like that maybe Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, he could, play he could Gordon. also be Commissioner Gordon, yeah. Yeah, he could play Gordon. Actors be able to play anyone. <laughs> Nobody ever fan cast Dan Turpin. All right, now play a lion. Go. We'll do uh, Lee Strasberg. Be a tree. Go. I'm in, I mean, he played Hyman Roth. He'll be. Uh... <laughs> um, but ultimately, no. Yeah, I mean, who would you put Marlon Brando as besides, you know, Jor-El? Um, obviously, he had, okay, I mean, have, but have are him we be getting him as he is in The Godfather, or are we getting him Old any point in his Brando. career? Because that changes the answer. It does. Godfather Brando, Carmine Falcone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that frees up my Bob De Niro, and I'll have him. Bane. A... We'll make him Bane. Oh wow! <laughs> I will make him bland. I will break him back. <laughs> <laughs> I will be your undoing, Dark Knight. You think you know the dark? I can't do the, I can't do the accent. You, you think I was you born know in the it. dark, but I was born in the dark. I was raised in darkness. Mounted and why do I have an octopus on my face? <laughs> now give me that, give me that orange slice. So, Marlon Brando's still an option. <laughs> I like Marlon Brando Bane. <laughs> I think that's so good. See, I was thinking Marlon Brando, like, in, in his later years, Marlon Brando would be Clayface. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat Brando is definitely Clayface. Yeah, yeah. Like the island of Dr. Monroe Clayface. God, what a character! What a character progression from Jor-El <laughs> to Carbide Falcone to Clayface. He could do it all, even dead. <laughs> I mean, he's even said an actor should be able to act anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. An actor playing an actor. So Clayface would be perfect. I think that's the ultimate casting at the end of the day. <laughs> On top of Al Pacino being Two-Face, I think he would do good. What hero would you see Al Pacino playing? Um, The old Batman from the um, animated movie that they want Michael Keaton to play. There's another one that's eluding my brain right now. I'm sick. So please don't hold this against me. I can tell you have a little honey in your voice there. Well, um, yeah, no, but Al Pacino, I would say Robin. Come on, Batman, we gotta get him. He's getting away. I buy him for like holy horseradish, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Suffering Succotash, Batman! It's Sasquatch! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say... I would like to see him as Hawkman. Ooh, okay, okay. On a serious note, I thought Dr. Fate for Al Pacino because, you know, Al Pacino, he's got gravitas. Actually, that would... He could do. He could do Doctor Fate. I think he could do anything. Would even cast him as Black Canary if we're going to do gender swapping. <laughs> if you're going to do Al Pacino <laughs> as Batman, you have to do Bob De Niro as Superman. Adam Al Pacino is Adam Smasher. Ooh. Because <laughs> why not Robin? <laughs> the short, the short complex getting big. Or his Alfred. <laughs> Very well, Master Bruce. <laughs> Robert Duvall, Alfred. He'd be a good Alfred. Hmm. Yeah, John Cazeal, yeah. I'm liking him for, like, uh, Riddler or, like, uh, I don't know, Plastic Man. Somebody, like, good stretch. That'd be cool. Or hey, Elongated who would, Man. Who would be Oliver Queen? Elongated Man. Who would be Oliver Queen? I can buy, I'll buy it all. I actually would like to see a one-man show of the Justice League, just Al Pacino playing every part. <laughs> Al Pacino plays every member of the Justice League, and Robert De Niro plays every villain. All right, we got a perfect casting. We just need two of them. Come on. This winter, Al Pacino is the Justice League. He's everyone. All of them. And the villains, too. Here's my lasso of truth. They should just do that face swap where it's all the actors from the Justice League, but they yes, just superimpose Al Pacino's now. face yep. on every single one of them. I'm telling you, Batman, not in my town. <laughs> you think you got me, Batman? You think you think you got me? I'm the Joker. I could see Bob getting all those villains. Eh. I'm here for that. Let's make it happen. You know what? I'd love to see Bob do a like a, a Mr. Freeze. That'd be dope. James Caan yeah. as as uh, Lex Luthor. Ooh, Robert Duvall because he's bald. Um, no, he would be the freeze. Yeah, Robert Duvall okay. could play all their pets like Crypto. Does the voice of all the super pets? I would allow that. <laughs> I would allow that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I think we should edit out the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're okay. On that note, on that I'm going to go I'm gonna go eat. Yeah, this is none other than the end of the podcast because we want to thank you out to all you loyal supporters and followers, Moisel Robinson, Mark Gervais, Matthew Kennedy, all of our friends and family. I'm wishing you a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We will see you in the new year with a lot more content. Media, uh, the great media, greater media, great media Comic Con coming May 20th of 2023. And we'll see you there. See you in the new year. As always, this is none other than a long drawn out goodbye. I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Matman. In the Pajanger Box, we have Katarina Thermoscara, one of a woman, as well as Christopher Bristol, the old man. Omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bugrell, big brother. 
and our mascot, Hero of Time, Link Diablo, cheering in the new year in his own way. Until next year, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you then. Game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, no, we're ending it for the year. All right. All right. right. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. (laughs) Bye-bye. We're Atreus. You like it because he says, yes, sir. <laughs> How about we both hear? Are you, I hear with this ear, you hear with that ear. Uh, or I can just <laughs> switch the output. How about that? <laughs> this kid. <laughs> you like that? Uh, so, uh, I think we have, our, think perfect, we have our perfect uh, Kratos, Kratos and Atreus, Atreus because right there. right there. I got... Pokemon cards. Okay. You want to say bye-bye? Yep. All right. Go say bye-bye. Go get changed. And say one punch. Bye-bye. One punch. One punch. One punch. One punch. <laughs> one punch. <laughs>